Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. You are listening to another episode of Get a Grip with your host, Georgette Jackson. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And to my faithful listeners, thank you for once again tuning in to Get a Grip. GRIP stands for Grace, Restoration, Inspiration, and Prayer. And I pray that something I say today will inspire you to keep persevering through whatever it is you're going through in your life today. My topic for today is before. Someone once asked me if if I can list five things or five principles that I learned while going through um, different trials and tribulations in my life, in particular, um, the loss of my three children. And this is what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. And these are the things that I learned. The first one I learned was the importance of being in a relationship with God. Not just know who he is as the creator of all things, but know him intimately know his character know his heart for you as his beloved son and daughter and how do you get to know god on an intimate level it's the same as when we meet someone we're interested in and they ask us out and we say yes we begin spending time together getting to know each other we ask each other questions about our likes and dislikes our goals and we share stories about our lives with each other. So we should do the same with God. Let us ask God out by inviting him into our space and spending quality time with him, talking about about our innermost thoughts and feelings, our likes and our dislikes, um, our plans, the things we wanna do in our lives, And of course we know that God already knows, but it's all about spending quality time, getting to know the one who knows all about us. We tell him about our day. We can tell him what hurts us and what concerns us. We can ask him questions and ask him questions without always expecting an answer right away or an answer at all and be okay with that. Spending time talking to God brings us closer to him. James 4.8 admonishes us to draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We will begin to sense his great love for us and we get to see God's character played out through the reading of his word. We get to know his great love and care for us. Jeremiah 1.5 tells us, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So wouldn't you want to know someone who knows everything about you? Someone who can tell you more about yourself than you know? And not only that, but you get to learn about all the promises and the plans he has for your life. And you learn about the many spiritual gifts he has just for you and I. Isn't that wonderful? Being in a relationship with God before trials come makes going through them more bearable, in my opinion, because we already know that no matter what we go through, 
we are not alone. He is right there with us to give us strength to persevere. Matthew 28, 20 tells us this, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Now who else do we know that can promise to be with us always and keep that promise? No one but God. And number two, know God's word in order to pray God's word. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us, Pray without ceasing. To pray his word, my brothers and sisters, we must know his word. Before you and I go through anything in life, it's imperative that we not only have a relationship with God, but we must stay in constant communion with him by reading and studying his word. And I'm sure you've heard it said that we should pray God's word back to him. But like I said, if we don't know his word, how can we do that? But thanks be to God, he gives us help in the form of his Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. So what about when you're going through a crisis, such as the loss of a loved one, loss of employment, or an illness, and because you have not spent time in God's word, you don't know how to even encourage yourself in the Lord like David did. David encouraged himself in the Lord. When he was distressed, that's what he did. He encouraged himself. It says in 1 Samuel 30 and 6, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. So we must be a student of God's word before the diagnosis, before the unemployment, before the financial crisis, and before the loss of a loved one. Know his word before any kind of trouble arises in your life. Because there is nothing worse than waiting until the last minute to gain knowledge of something after the fact. We must be prepared. We don't want to be like five of the ten virgins spoken about in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, that didn't have enough oil in their lamps, and they had to go buy some. And by the time they returned, guess what? It was too late because the bridegroom had already come and the door was locked. So we can't let that be us, searching through the Bible for a word for our situation and we don't know where to look because we didn't prepare in advance. So now we're scrambling for a word of encouragement and so we call everyone except the one. Now don't get me wrong, It's great to have a prayer partner or two, but it is equally or even to me more important that we have the word of God in the well of our hearts in order to draw from when our prayer partners aren't available. My brothers and sisters, please do not let your well run dry. Keep the well of your heart saturated with the word of God. It's not a case of if you need words of encouragement, it's when 
you will need it. Jesus himself told us in John 16:33 that in this world you will have trouble. Now don't get me wrong, like I said, it, it's great to have friends who knows how to cover us in prayer. And friends and family can comfort us to some degree. Because 2 Corinthians 1:4 tells us, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. So that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. He comforts us so that we can comfort others when they go through things in their lives. However, the ultimate comforter is Holy Spirit, and the great healer is Jesus. So it's like what I was going through after the loss of my last surviving daughter, Shar. Of course, family and friends were there to comfort me to the best of their ability, but they couldn't mend my broken heart. I needed the master physician, Jesus, and I needed to hold on to the promises he made in his word. Like Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. So I began to draw healing scriptures from the well of my heart that had been planted there before I experienced trials of any kind. I drew comfort from Matthew 5 and 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I drew strength from Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I drew strength from Isaiah 41, 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I drew encouragement, my brothers and sisters, from Isaiah 40, 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So these scriptures and so many more helped me make it through many days and nights. And my brothers and sisters, if you don't know a word, but you do have a relationship with God, pray even if all you can muster up is Jesus, because that's a powerful one word prayer. And then the Holy Spirit will be there to help you when you don't know what to pray. Because Romans 8.26 tells us, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes on our behalf with with sighs and groanings too deep for words. So that is an office and awesome promise from the Holy Spirit himself. And then number three, before we go through anything, we must know the importance of trusting God with all of our heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. 
That is a great promise from our Father. If we trust Him with all our heart and don't try to understand everything that's going on and we just acknowledge Him, He will direct our paths. He will direct our paths into peace, into joy, into comfort, into love. That is what He will do for us. Because think about this. If we can trust God with our salvation, how could we not trust him with everything else in our lives? Faith and trust is absolute, just like truth is absolute. So if God is able to handle saving my life, of course he can handle any situation that causes me pain or grief. He can do that for that us. God is trustworthy, my brothers and sisters, and he will never, never let us down. Psalm 28:7 tells us, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I praise him. And then Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in him. Trust God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, because he is a trustworthy God. So I admonish you, my brothers and sisters, to trust God no matter what. And then number four, honor God before you endure any any hardship. Know how to honor him. Honor him because of who he is and the things he has already done for you. Show honor to him by praising and worshiping him in your time of trouble. And whatever that thorn is in your flesh, Just like Jesus told Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. I must rely, you must rely, we must rely on Jesus' strength to get us through our trials and tribulations. He is the only one that can get us through our difficulties. There is no way we can remain sad when we worship and praise God. So I always make a habit of keeping praise and worship in my home. I play music all the time, all throughout the day, all throughout the night, because it helps me. And when I'm sad, I can't stay sad. Like I said, how can you be sad when worship music is on and you're praising God for his goodness, for his mercy, and for his grace. Because he is an awesome God. He is a mighty God. He is a loving God. No matter what we go through, God is good. And he deserves our respect and adoration. We have to honor God in our attitudes. We have to honor God in our affections, and we have to honor God in our actions. He is worthy 
of all honor and praise. And then number five, give God thanks. Before challenges come, learn how to be thankful. Learn how to thank God for waking you up in the morning, for keeping you safe throughout the night. Psalm 118 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So we must learn to thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Thank God for his protection, the things he protected you from, that you knew about, and then the things that escaped your knowledge. Give thanks to God for his provision. Give thanks to God for his sustaining power. Give thanks to God for his love. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I have learned that no matter how I feel, on any given day, my brothers and sisters, I don't give in to those feelings, but instead I begin to thank God. When times are good, I thank God. When times are not so good, I thank God. When I'm sad, I thank God. The more we thank God, the more of his peace and comfort we will receive. So remember, my brothers and sisters, to always be in a posture of thanksgiving to God so that you can receive his peace and his comfort and his joy. Now, these are just five principles that I learned while going through the many trials and tribulations in my life. And I am thankful that I already had an intimate relationship with God before anything happened, before I endured so many losses. I'm thankful that I stayed in his word and allowed his word to be planted in the root of my heart. I'm thankful that because I trusted him with saving my life, I knew I can trust him with preserving my life. Psalm 121, seven and eight tells us this, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and you're coming in from this time forward and even forevermore. So I am thankful that God sustained me throughout my journey. And if he did it for me, my brothers and sisters, he would do it for you too. God is the anchor that keeps me afloat, who didn't let me drown in my sorrow and grief or from any troubles I had to endure. There's a song written by Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, entitled, You Sustain. This song spoke to my heart as he shared how God sustained he and his wife during a difficult season. If you haven't heard it yet, look it up on YouTube. The words will touch your heart and bless you. So I admonish you, my brothers and sisters, to maintain your relationship 
with your Heavenly Father. And don't allow the issues of life to cause you to break up with Him like we do in our natural relationships when things don't go the way we expect them to. No matter what happens in our lives, God's character remains the same. Malachi 3.6 tells us, I am the Lord, I change not. My prayer for you is this, one of my favorite scriptures. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, have hope for a better tomorrow.